If you see Paul W. Smith on I-94 this morning, please move to the right. He may be running a few minutes late. It's the pre-W. Smith Show with Jeff Sloan on 760 WJR. All right, welcome back. How about that? I've asked you this one before, Mark. Name that tune. Yeah, that one. Uh, it's too early in the morning. Yeah, okay. All right. I don't know. There's a little fox on the run. Yeah, a little <laughs> heavy. A little heavy. Anyway. All right, listen. As I said earlier, big things happening this week. Thanksgiving, football, all the rest. Of course, shopping, too. We're going to get to all that in our next segment. But uh, the state of Michigan, you know, just like business. Business is morphing these days. When you go to a store these days, it's not just about buying. It's about shopping. And what makes it shopping is the experience. You know, a lot of local stores, in order to compete with the efficiency of big box retailers, they've got to change the way you're doing business. Well, interestingly, the state has a couple of huge industries, and they're getting together and making for a new industry by combining the two based on experience, much like uh, local stores are having to do, really focus on delivering a really engaging experience. And now, as I said, two big industries, agriculture and tourism, are getting together to create a new industry sector here in the state of Michigan called agritourism. And we're going to hear all about it. Lindsay Moore covering it in MLive.com. We've got the story for you. We've got Lindsay. Tell us. So two of Michigan's top industries are tourism and agriculture. And so the state has just seen a huge boom of the two kind of marrying together. And it's been really a perfect fit. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen it across the state in your own hometowns where more and more these family farms are now becoming, you know, kind of a full day of fun place. It's more than just the you pick, you know, you've got your cider and food and then maybe you jump into a corn crib or you are playing on hay barrels or shooting apples out of a cannon. So I just kind of took a look at this for a recent MLive article about what really primes Michigan to be such a huge attraction for this. And we have more than 800 agritourism businesses now. And so it just seems to be on the up and up. And before we get to why Michigan is such a hot spot of this and so perfect for it, let's talk first about, you mentioned these are two really significant industries, tourism and agriculture here in the state of Michigan. Tourism, we know a lot about agriculture. Those of us who aren't involved in it really don't get to learn specifically and deeply about what agriculture business is all about and how difficult it is, how trying it is how sensitive the difference between profits or not are. And so I think many of these farms and farmers, especially the smaller ones, kind of are looking for ways to bring in other sources of income. And this kind of tees up the reason why agritourism has really emerged so significantly, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I, I totally agree with you. If you're not someone that grew up on a farm, you kind of maybe take it for granted and doing the story, someone had a great anecdote that they're like, well, put it this way, you know, if, if one day every lawyer loses its job, you might not notice immediately, but if one day every farmer isn't in business anymore, you would certainly notice. And in doing this reporting, I was surprised to find out that we're, you know, right behind California in terms of diversity of crops. You know, there's more than 100 different crops that Michigan grows across the state, and, and that's largely because of the, the Great Lakes and what that does for our climate. 
But you hit on it right there is the temperamentalness of that. If you're, you know, your crop, your business is totally up to Mother Nature every year. And so agritourism totally allows for that flexibility, that pivot. If you get that frost, if you get a bad year, you know, have people come do something else or sell a different product. Um, I think that's really kind of added a lifespan, a new generation to farms as well that, you know, what might have been really tiresome work. And I think people were kind of leaving the farming business earlier in the 2000s to say this is really tough. And this kind of, you know, gave new life to it and said, okay, well, we can make this a different kind of business. We could have haunted houses and hay rides and all these other things that bring in money if we have a bad crop year. Right. And of course, those are other sources of either direct or indirect income then to the farmer. You can either use these things as lost leaders to bring people in and then monetize that traffic in other ways, or it can be a direct monetization opportunity in that these things are paid for experiences. Yeah, 100%. I think a really good example of this, I'm a little bit biased. I'm from Macomb County, and so I grew up knowing the Blake's Farm name. And I mean, I was, I'll be honest, I wasn't going to Armada for much until Blake's Farm really took over. Right, we all know know Blake's Farm, sure. Yeah, right. And, And then, I mean, they're a great example of they had a bad frost in 2012. And so that kind of, you know, really diminished the UPIC business. And then they said, okay, now's the time to pivot to something. And the next year we got Blake's hard cider. And now you get it, you know, halfway across the country. Honestly, now when you go to Blake's, I feel like that's half the experience. You're going to the tasting room, you're sitting at the restaurant. Um, Yeah, they're a great example of how this really takes off. They are an example on steroids, if you will. I mean, they've got so (laughs) much going on now beyond just the you know, the the agricultural aspect and fundamentals at the foundation of the farm, it really is become all about experience and everything just kind of feeds into that. It's the kind of thing where you don't probably say when headed to Blake's, let's go get some apples. You probably more say, let's go have a really cool afternoon out at Blake's and, and enjoy all that that means. Totally. Yeah. And I do feel like there is a little cynicism around agritourism too, of like, oh my gosh, you're going to make a buck out of everything. Right. But in doing this reporting, I found, and, and talking to Blake's too, especially that they, you know, for these generational farms, they're still really rooted in the educational piece. And they are like, we can't lose sight of the fact that we are a farm, right? And, and especially because consumers are savvy enough that they'll sniff out if you are just doing something money-making, right? If there's not something that feels authentic to what the farm was originally. And Blake's talks a lot about too, that they, you know, they just started a summer camp for kids and they do school tours and they've been doing that from the 70s. So they really have kind had firm roots in agritourism and then, like you said, exploded to this like compound that it is now. Yeah, it's really, really amazing. So you you mentioned that Michigan is perfectly suited for this. Tell us why. Yeah. So, I mean, between what the Great Lakes offer us for the climate, especially, you know, Detroit listeners will know not only Blake's, but of course, you know, I always went to the Peach Fest and all these things. And then over on the other side, you have, you know, everything from asparagus to, you know, soybeans. We're just, we have so much here that people have learned to like really capitalize on. And also because our tourism is so strong and so rooted in nature, you know, the pure Michigan branding is all about being kind of having an outdoor experience and just like really reveling in the fall colors or the summer or whatever it might be. Michigan just really seems to stand out as somewhere that has got its feet on the ground and really running with agritourism right now. Yeah, really cool. It's an exciting and even uplifting story. It shows once again, kind of the, not only the tenacity and resourcefulness of entrepreneurs, but in particular of those conducting farming. You know, you've got to be tenacious and resilient when it comes to farming. You've got to be creative in many ways. 
And I think this is a perfect example of that playing out right in front of us. And so really cool. Great article. Great story. Really appreciate it. Lindsay Moore, reporter for MLive.com. Thanks for being on and bringing the story to us. Yeah, thanks so much for letting me share. Okay, you got it. Back with more in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show. 